Welcome to the sweetest little life where we are connecting the mind, body, and soul for women in business. This podcast is all about releasing the light in you and becoming the divine inner goddess that you were destined to be. I'm Courtney Hansen, and I'm your host, author, influencer, and coach. And I am so excited to hang with you for the next 30 minutes. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. Hello, I am so excited for our guest today. We have Arcelia Newman of The Modern Mom Boss. And I actually met Arcelia when she interviewed me and I was pregnant with my youngest, so almost two and a half years ago. And she at the time was actually a NICU nurse. And so when I had Tristan Preemie, she helped walk me back on the ledge and just keep me sane through that time. I text her every time something would change with him, anytime a tube came in or a tube went back in. And she was just a miracle. I had never met this woman face to face. And it was like she was my sister through that time. Her heart is so big and she's so sweet and we have just kept in touch and I've always just felt such a connection with her and so today I am just honored to have her on the show and her life has taken this drastic change since her youngest and the way that she pivoted and the way that she chased her dreams and what happened from that is nothing short of miraculous and she is so knowledgeable and I could go on for hours. So without further ado, let's welcome Arcelia. I am so glad to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, way, way overdue. Yes, it is. We've known each other now a couple of years, haven't we? I know. Tristan's going to be <sighs> two in October. Oh my gosh, that's right. Oh man, crazy. Um, okay. So I want to know all about your story, how you got into what you're doing now, what you did before, the transition, just all the things so we can kind of connect to you before we dive in. Awesome. Yeah. So something that a lot of people don't know about me is I'm actually a registered nurse. So I became a nurse back in 2013, Um, spent my time in the neonatal intensive care unit had my firstborn in 2015. Yeah, gosh, he'll be five this year. Um, had my middle son in 2017. And around that time, I realized that everyone and their mother was coming to me with questions about babies and breastfeeding and like nursing advice, um, just everything under the sun. And so I thought, you know, I'm already doing this and giving all of my friends advice, might as well blog about it. So around 2018, I started my blog, The Modern Mom, and um, was, you know, solely focused on motherhood, everything from tips and tricks to recipes, organization, fashion. Um, And then at that point, I started to notice that people really took an interest in fashion and like what my kids were wearing so on and so forth. So I, at that point, kind of pivoted towards fashion blogging. So that took place, you know, maybe six months into the blogging um, life and whatnot. And I was still at the time working at the hospital part-time. So rather quickly, 
I still had under like 5,000 followers on Instagram and I wasn't really using Facebook at the time. And I started landing some really good brand deals with larger companies such as Amazon and the Grove Collaborative, um, you name it. And I was just getting DMs from different people asking, you know, how I was working with these brands with such a small following. And people were asking me if I was part of like different, uh, what are they like comment and DM groups, because they just weren't understanding why my engagement was so high. And so I started helping people with, I guess you could call it coaching, kind of in the background. And I wasn't charging at the time. That kind of turned into me landing a few paid gigs with some companies locally, um, different wineries in the area. Um, I also had a law firm that I was working with and just helping with their socials on the background while I was also focusing on the hospital that I was working at and being a mom to two. And then, um, of course, the blogging. So I was doing that in the background. Now, let's see. Fast forward to the end of 2019, I was still working at the hospital only one day a week. I was pregnant with my now youngest, Olivia, and I was due to have her in April. Well, on January 2nd, I delivered her and she was born almost four months early. She weighed one pound, three ounces. So we were in the hospital about three months with her. She finally came home and at that point, because of COVID and everything that was going on, it was all hands on deck at the hospital. So I was denied a leave that I normally would have taken to continue to bond with her and just transition her at home with all of her doctor's appointments and everything before going back to work. And because it was denied, I had to resign from my job at the hospital. So and on top of that, the boys were home. So we had put them full time in a private school since my husband and I spent a lot of time down in the hospital. So we were now home with three kids and I had to figure out how to make ends meet as far as, you know, me leaving my great career at the hospital. And I had multiple people tell me, why don't you, you know, go with this coaching gig that you're doing? And of course that imposter syndrome, you know, kicks in and who am I to do this? But I ran with it. And in May, I launched my first course, which was the Modern Mom Boss Academy. Had some really um, great success with that. And since then I've launched some one-on-one -on -one coaching and I'm working on another course that is set to launch in November. So here I am. <laughs> I love how you say in the background, because just like one of those things, I mean, a lot of people, I don't think understand. They're like, oh, you're an influencer. Oh, you're a blogger. And they don't understand like how many labor of love hours <laughs> go into that. Oh, my. So many restless nights, because as you probably know, having kids at home and then you throw in COVID where you know, you can't really reach out for help. And when this all first started, you know, everyone was afraid to even look at each other. So home with all these kids, a brand new micro preemie. And thank God that I had, you know, the experience with preemies, because I don't know how other mamas do it. But yeah, many restless nights just staying up and working on these courses and prepping for coaching sessions. And so yeah, a lot of I mean, we don't just get paid to post a picture. It's a lot of hours that we put into it. Oh, yes. And so 
with your course, what inspired you to do the first course that you did? What was like your, you know, there is a need for this and I am going to pursue this. Yeah. So majority of it was just questions from my audience, from the community that I was building. And at the time that I launched the course, majority of my audience was still coming from back in my motherhood blogging days. And um, I did get a huge influx of followers after I had Olivia um, from like the micro preemie and preemie mom Mm -hmm. community, different companies that were wanting to work with me. And, you know, other preemie moms who were like, look, we just brought a preemie home and same thing. Like we can't go to work or we're home with other children and we want to do something from home. How do we start an online business? And so that was really the tipping point for me. And I was like, this is what moms need help doing. And so I really dialed in on that modern mom boss, you know, not just the stay at home mom, which in itself is like working three full-time jobs, but the mamas who are home and want to also have an online business. And so in the modern mom boss Academy, which has now turned into um, the six figure Instagram, I talk all about mindset because as moms, we have so many mindset blocks. I go into that. I go into how to differentiate yourself, start the business content creation, reaching out to people, how to get, you know, ideal clients signed up, we go into all of it. And so that was really where it came from was just listening to my audience and their needs and putting together a program to serve them. Oh, I love that so much. And I can definitely relate to the premium. It's, it's insane. So with Tristan, I mean, that's when we got really close too. I know Mm -hmm. we've done that interview before, but I feel like it's a certain connection that you have, especially like you said, when it's work at home mamas and, you know, because it's so like, you're not in like, oh, I'm going to nurture this baby. You're in like, okay, survival mode. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's like a different mindset you get into. Oh yeah. We were home. My husband and I probably like three weeks ago, we had some friends over and um, they came over, spent the night from a Saturday to Sunday and Sunday morning, my husband just burst out in tears and he never oh. cries. We've been together for 12 years. <laughs> the man never cries. And I asked him like, what is going on? You know, and he was looking at our daughter and he said, I just can't believe all that we went through. And he never got to even experience, I guess, that real emotion because yeah. like you said, you are, you're just in survival mode. And the same thing happened with me. It was like, we had her and I was like, boom, boom, boom. Like I'll feel the emotions later. It's, we got to get her through this. We got to take care of the other two, you know, make it up, you know, make it past this. And, and then you start feeling all the emotions when it's over and like, okay, now we can breathe. (laughs) Now I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) Oh, I, it's hard. It's hard. You you were were so strong too. Oh, you were so stellar with the boys too on making it so normal for them. Oh, thank you. I think it definitely helped that I, that I'm a nurse (laughs) by trade and, you know, just especially a NICU nurse, we call it the nurse's curse, because this is what happens. But I think just having that experience and already dealing with it from a nursing standpoint. And so trying to put on that mom hat, because it was easy to just go into like immediate nurse mode, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I can totally get that. So when you say, okay, so you found this niche, you connected with these mamas, and you're like, okay, this is it. This is what I'm doing. Um, And then what was your feedback? Like after you launched the course, what did you, are you still connected with all these women? Is it like an ongoing relationship? How are they? So are you helping them to, you know, like 
here's how you should find your niche. Here's what we're doing. Or are they kind of, cause I feel like the biggest thing that I hear as a coach so often is they're like, well, I only have 200 followers and I, I don't really have a niche. And it's like, no, you do have a niche. You just don't know what it is yet. Like everyone has something that they're oh, yeah. connecting with, whether you think so or not, you've got a niche girl. Yeah. So, you know, what I teach and preach left and right is that you are your brand. So mm. I try to teach my girls that you're the center of the brand. And then what you have to sell is almost like an addition because if people love you, they'll buy anything from you, whether it's a course, the shirt off your back, a pencil, you know, if they love you, they're going to follow you through all of, you know, everything that you're doing. And I've had loyal followers because it's scary. It's scary to pivot. Um, Once you feel like you've got a good thing going, it's hard to, change that and you know for fear of losing followers but I have a good set of loyal followers from day one who even without kids still follow me and show me love and promote me and so I mean that's the biggest thing I just tell people you know be true to yourself and you know be the center of your brand so don't be afraid to show up every day with your messy bun and you know your (laughs) your you know what of a life because that's what people want to see. They want to see the real you and they're going to follow you because they love you. Um, so that's what I, that's what I teach. And then as far as the program itself goes, um, the first time that I launched the program, I did it consecutively four weeks. I did live um, trainings. And then from there, I add all of my girls into a private community on Facebook. And that's an ongoing support group where, you know, if they have launches if they have wins if there's you know maybe they're working on a collaboration and they just need some extra love on Instagram that they can come to that group and get support from one another so we're constantly um, collaborating and throwing ideas off of each other I just relaunched um, last month or even what a couple weeks ago and so the new girls that are coming in we're now doing um, weekly Q&A sessions and so they go through the information on their own at this point. It's somewhat of an evergreen model. So they go through the information and then I go live once a week and answer any other questions just as additional support. It's so easy to get overwhelmed and everyone's at different stages um, of their business. And so my success is their success. And so I love to support them however I can. Yes. I love that. Facebook groups are so helpful too. So, so helpful. I mean, I'm, I'm in some, even from coaches that I've hired and paid for. And I mean, just to be able to bounce ideas and questions, you know, off of one another and not have to go down that rabbit hole of Pinterest or Google sometimes, <laughs> you know, because even coaches, yes. and you know, I mean, coaches need coaching too. So it's, it's just so helpful. And I love to hop on and just kind of check in with everyone and, bounce ideas off of each other. It's awesome. Oh, I love that. Yes. We're all lifetime students. Like it's just everything. So ever going and ever changing and like, it's never going to be stagnant. So, you know, I just feel like when you get to that point that you're like, Oh, I know everything. Like you are going to start failing really hard because there's always things changing and growing and evolving into bigger, better, you know, things. Oh yeah. And you have to be an early adopter or else you're going to get left behind. Yes. I was just reading that about the reels that Mm -hmm. Instagram launched and it was talking about 
Maybe I was reading it on your page when I was stalking your page. I Maybe. Yeah, I was I talking about it. Might have been your, I think <laughs> it might have been your page, actually. I'm all going to preach about some of this great thing someone wrote. I think it was you. Um, but when you were talking about your reels, and correct me if this isn't you, but I swear it is. Um, when you were talking about your reels and how it's important when Instagram releases a new feature that you use it early on because the algorithm picks up on that and notices that. Exactly. I mean, I was just listening to a podcaster the other day and um, she grew like 3000 followers over a weekend. She wasn't even posting that week and grew 3000 followers from reels. She had a couple of like really kick butt reels and reached like 300,000 people with 20,000 followers. I mean, it's just, I mean, if you're not on it, it. get you got to get on it. It's the algorithm loves it. And when you get past that fear factor of, you know, the perfection and, oh, I look silly, like reels are so fun. They're my favorite thing now. They're so fun and no one cares. I And I feel no. like especially, especially now, you know, before everything was like aesthetic and it has to look perfect. But once people love you, the aesthetic kind of goes out the window. Yeah. And I feel like now... I mean, especially with quarantine and everything, I feel like we're really transitioning. And I think this is beautiful because when I first became an influencer and first really got big, it was really tough because it was like everything I felt had to look perfect and mm-hmm. it just didn't feel authentic. Like exactly. it was like, I have to post here. I'm going to do my content planning off of my Pinterest inspiration that I have for the week and I'm going to do it all in one day. And you know, now it's like, after everything that happened, you know, my personal journey was kind of gnarly for the last year. Yeah. And when I got, I was so scared to be judged. And I was like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to know that I am not these picture perfect squares and that I'm a train wreck. And when I got down and dirty with it and vulnerable, my following grew, same thing, like by 10,000 people that were just like, got it. And I got DMs and I was like, oh my God, an influencer, like you are creating influence in a positive way. You're not just posting pretty pictures. And that's and when what that influence clicked, is all about. Yes. You and know? so when that clicked and everything changed, it was like, oh my gosh, the sky's the limit. And I feel like so many people get held off, like just stuck in that judgment aspect of, oh, you know, I have to be perfect or I have to be this. Like we don't want perfect. No one wants perfect. Nope. And I, I did an IGTV, I think it was not too long ago on this topic, actually. And I told people like, if they are not serving you and they're making you feel less than delete, unfollow yes. <laughs> because, you know, I did the same thing trying to emulate this perfect house or, you know, what I can't shoot today. My house, this piece of my house is dirty. You know what? Now, if you see like 35 toys on the floor, if my hair is up in another bun, I don't care. And then funny thing is people love my bun and everyone talks about it. So it's, I mean, it's just, once you start to really accept you for who you are and realize that you're influencing people on another level by being yourself. I mean, the rest is history. Oh, I love that. And you are master of the mom bun. I will give you that. Well, thank you. I'm wearing a mom bun right now. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Okay, so I want to get down to the nitty gritty because I know a lot of people listening are like, okay, cut to the chase. And I love this because I don't feel like this is talked about nearly enough or it's sugar-coated or yeah. people think that you have 50,000 followers and you're making millions a year. And reality is it's a lot of freaking work and that's not the case by any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. So I would love to talk just honest moolah. Okay. What do you want to know? Yeah. <laughs> my, 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 my. Um, I need like a singer in between here. Um, <laughs> so 
I think one of the biggest questions and totally interject here if you feel differently, but I think for me, I get asked all the time, like, okay, how did you grow your following? How, how did you start getting paid jobs? And yeah, like everyone knows you want a solid media kit and you want to have good engagement rates and like, they want to know what to charge. So I'm just curious on your point, where would you guide people if they're like, I want to grow my following and start making money doing influencing and quit my full-time job? What would be your response? So, I mean, I think it depends on what it is exactly that you're wanting to do. So if you're wanting to go more the influencer route and you're wanting to collaborate with some of these bigger brands, I'd say we all have to start somewhere. So I tell all of my girls, it's all about relationship building. And so sometimes even taking those, which a lot of people don't want to do it, you know, and they don't want to accept those gifted offers. Sometimes those gifted offers with some good engagement turn into long-term relationships. And I can speak, you know, and attest for that myself, but you have to start somewhere. So I had a coach one time and I was going after some larger brands in terms of like the um, fashion world. And she just kind of laid it in on me. And she told me, she's like, look, you're not like, if you're going to send this out, you're premature and you're probably not even going to hear back. And it was like, Oh, dagger to the heart. But it was true, <laughs> you know? And so she gave me some great tips and she's like, look, you love these boutique type brands like Vici, like pink Lily, go in your closet, look into, you know, all of your tags. And I bet you like none of them even say Vici, pink Lily, find out who's making these clothing items and go after them, go and start following them, start tagging them, start having real conversations with them and then start pitching them. And when I changed my mindset from trying to just go after these larger brands and really started to focus on building relationships with brands um, before even having those pitching conversations, that's when I feel like things really changed for me. I started hearing back from everyone. I started getting gigs. Um, and I always tell people, don't even don't even send them like your, um, your pitch or what is it? Your rate sheet. Don't even send it because then they're just going to, I guess, pitch you on whatever you send them. Right. So if you tell them, oh, yes. okay, it's 200 bucks per post, they're going to come back and say, okay, we'll pay you 200 bucks. Rather what I tell all my girls is ask them what their budget is and then create something and create a collaboration for that budget. So mm. if they tell you our budget for this, you know, for this promotion, is $2,000, then create something that is fitting to your schedule that can be done, obviously, um, that fits into their budget. And so I always say, don't just try to do like one post and done, you know, try to maybe do three posts, um, you know, in that $2,000 budget, three posts, a couple of stories, um, of course, within reason, but create something that's more long term and fit it into their budget. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I love, love, love that you put that side of things because it's so funny. When I started, I was actually the opposite side of the spectrum. So I was like, I'll take anything that I can get. And I was more on the desperate side of things almost. So I was sure. like taking all these free jobs. And then even when I was like at 20, 30,000, I was still mostly just doing free work. And mm -hmm. then uh, someone was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, Why are you not charging? And, and I, I was like, think oh, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah. And I think too, that, you know, 
people get so comfortable in doing like a one and done. So it's like, you get that gift and you, you do an unboxing and then you move on. No, <laughs> you know, like keep in touch right. with these companies, build relationships because that's, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. I've gone back to brands in the past that I've been like, you know what? We did, you know, they gave me a freebie back when I started. Let me hit them up. I want to do a blog post on my son's eczema, for example. And, you know, reach out after the fact and keep up this relationship. And next thing you know, I'm having, you know, paid brand deals. So I think relationships is everything right now. And I teach a lot on all you need is like 500 followers to land brand deals. Because I believe in that. You don't need 10,000 followers, a swipe up. You just need 500 really loyal followers. Yes, I love that because it really is. I mean, I know people that have, you know, let's say 10,000 followers and their engagement is super duper high. Mm -hmm. And someone with 100,000 followers has a thousand people engaging. And so the person with 10,000 with every single one of them engaging is getting higher paying jobs than the person with 100,000. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing the dots on Mm -hmm. is it's real. No one gives a crap about the numbers. It truly is engagement and that you are building those relationships and truly connecting with the people. And it's not just a, like you said, like a one and done game. Like you're like next. Yep. And same thing when you're engaging with your community. I mean, in one of my modules, module four in my, um, in my course, I talk all about getting in your DMS and serving your community. So, I mean, who cares if you're growing, if you're not communicating with the people that are already following you, you know, and growing that bond and serving them in ways who cares? Because then, yeah, you're going to end up, you know, with a hundred thousand followers and no one is really engaging with you and no one cares to hear what you have to say, especially with that algorithm. And I don't know if that's something that you like you jump into, but I've been telling my girls, the more that you talk to your community, the more that you're not tricking the algorithm, that's not really, but it's like a ninja move. So you're telling the algorithm, Hey, we're friends. So if you get in those people's DMS and you're talking to them on a consistent basis, you're telling the algorithm that you and her are friends. Hence, the algorithm and Instagram is going to start showing them more of your posts. Love that. Yes. And that's so important because especially with how often they're, I don't think people realize how often the algorithm is actually updated and changed. Oh yeah. All the time. Which is why, you know, you'll be seeing someone's for a while and then it completely switches or it's bananas. Oh yeah. So it's so funny. I, (laughs) this kept popping in my head. We talked about niches and we talked about money and I, so important when you're talking about brand collabs to stay semi within your niche once you figure that out. Mm-hmm. When I first started, like I said, I was taking on everything. I didn't really have trying to figure it out. And I was like, oh, I don't have the body because I just had a baby to do health, but that's what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and it was all these things and it was really came down to fear. But I would take on things like vagina creams. I'm, I don't talk about vaginas. <laughs> like, how is that? How is anyone going to buy a vagina cream off my, oh, you know? Oh, I, I just got an email about someone trying to have me do a collaboration for, um, what was it, a vibrator. And I'm like, oh, I'm okay, thank you. That's not what I talk about. I would love and, to see the content you came up with around that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not taking it. I sent with them a very three polite email. <laughs> I know I'm gonna have like one kid like waving my vibrator in the air. I mean, come on now. So if you would have taken like one peek at my page, you you know I'm not gonna talk about a, a vibrator on my page. But nonetheless, oh. I mean, some people may <laughs> take on that opportunity, and you know, to each their own. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, but what you said, I mean, like definitely <laughs> stay within your niche. And, you know, what do they say? When you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. And so, yes. again, find your you know, target audience. Exactly. Find your target audience. And I actually have a freebie on my Instagram where I tell you exactly how to narrow down, find your ICA, your ideal client audience, because it's so important. If you don't know who you're speaking to, that's who you're creating content for. The content's Mm -hmm. no longer for you. Yes, you have to have some passion behind it, but you're creating it for someone else. And that's your ideal client. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad that you have a thing on that. Um, Target audience is huge because like when you are creating content that is not coming out let's say you are, you know, your main following is not moms and all you're posting is pictures of your kids. Like they're probably not going to buy what you're posting. Therefore you're not going to be making any money. And so, yeah, so important. And I love to, do you use plan at all? Um, I use content planning. Planally. Okay. Okay. So I use plan, like just P L A N N. Uh It's the one that Jenna Kutcher uses. Oh yeah. Okay, that's like a blue icon. Um, mm-hmm. I love it. And I don't know if Planoly does this too, but it breaks down like all in one spot, like all the analytics, like men, women, percentage, ages, where they're from, what they're liking, what your most like posts are, what are the least like. So like all in one page, I can see like, okay, you guys like it when I do these crazy yoga poses. You don't like it when I post pictures of my kids face sleeping in spaghetti, you know, but it really breaks it down. So I know like, okay, I'm going to keep that for my Facebook page. Yes. Yeah. So Planoly does the same thing. It shows you all of your analytics, your higher, you know, um, engaged posts, so on and so forth. And you know, what I tell people too, is like one bad post that bombs it isn't going to like make or break your career. (laughs) No. Um, you know, definitely keep that in mind. We all have it, whether you have 200 followers or 20,000 followers. Um, we all have posts that just bomb. I had one recently, actually. And you have to look at maybe it was the time of day. Maybe it was that, like you said, you know, your followers love selfies and they don't love pictures of your kids face in spaghetti um, or your dog, whatever it is, you know. And so you have to look at that. And I just tell people never, ever, ever, ever delete. Always archive if you must. Um, but just repurpose it, repurpose it, you know, look inner and really see what it was that could be better. Maybe it was your call to action, whatever it was and repurpose it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Never waste content. No, work smarter, not harder. Exactly. Okay. And then I know we have to close up soon, but I want to pick your brain about one other thing. So what are your thoughts on batch scheduling and content planning days? Do you on the go or do you plan it out? How do you do that? Because I know your mama, three kids, it's crazy. Like I personally do all my pictures in one day when it's for brands. And then on my personal life, I really keep it candid throughout the week. Same, absolute same. And, you know, I find that well, especially when the kids were home and Olivia was a lot more needy. Now she's kind of independent and will like sit and play for a little bit. But I found that if I was trying to like do things on a whim and on the go, it was taking forever and Mm. I wasn't present enough. And that's so big for us mamas. I mean, no matter what, you always have that mom guilt. And so, yeah, if it's for a brand, I always do one, you know, one day I have a photographer that I work with pretty closely here in the area. And so we'll meet every few months and just shoot a ton of content that I can use for branding my website. Um, 
ads, promotions, whatever. And we just, we knock it all out in a day. And then she will go through, edit all my pictures, send them to me. And then I have those. But I love to sit down and do everything. I mean, I have a schedule. So like Mondays and my husband and I, we joke about it. Like Mondays, my hair is going to look nice. It's not going to be in a mom bun. I'm going to do my makeup. <laughs> and I'm going to get on camera. I'm going to do all my reels, my videos, like anything that requires me to be face to camera. I'm going to do. And if you do your makeup, take a darn selfie, if nothing, and save that picture. Never waste a makeup day, you know? Never. Um, But I mean, anything else, I just, I do candid. And I still, I mean, I somewhat like to have my feed be, you know, representation of, I guess I I tell everyone like your feed is kind of like your, your yeah, it's your brand. And then like do everything that's fun in your stories. But I mean, with that being said, if I want to throw in a picture that's candid of my kids, I throw in a picture that's candid of my kids because people love to see my kids anyway. So sometimes I joke and I'm like, I know all of you guys are really here to see Olivia, but here's what I have going on. (laughs) She's so cute. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, so no, I I definitely have to stick to a schedule. It's not always perfect. Um, And I try to do at least like two weeks of content at a time. Sometimes depending on your niche, it's hard to look very far out um but just having like a general idea like I'm I'm planned somewhat through the end of the year and then I'll go through like every two weeks and just batch all my content write all my posts um and whatnot because if I don't stay on schedule it's a mess and I'm spending like three hours editing doing this for one post and it's just not worth it oh yes about I used to try and do everything um you know just throughout the day one thing at a time. And it was like so crazy because I found myself like getting short with my kids or getting frustrated or it was like, mommy, play Barbies with me. And I was like, I will when I'm finished with this. And what changed yep. it for me was my daughter was like, you're always going to be finished with something. And I was like, oh, oh. my gosh, I am such a dick. And your mama okay, heart like, just hurts. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's broken. It's shattered. That's it. Let's play Barbies for 10 hours. So, you yep. know, but it's not balance. But now with the batch scheduling, I mean like, okay, I'm going to do all my emails on Monday, I'm going to do all of my photos on Tuesday, and I'm going to be good for two weeks. And you know, and just just, once you get a couple weeks in and you get in the groove, it's so easy just to stay on top of like at least at 80%, you know, things are always going to come up, but just giving yourself that grace. For sure. And I mean, we're so blessed and we're, you know, that we're able to do this and be at a place where like we can literally work from our phone anywhere but then that's also such a curse because you can work from your phone anywhere and so it's so easy to be like oh let me just respond to this email oh let me just do this and next thing you know you've been on your phone all day long and same you know short with your kiddos and so I really try to like time block now and you know thankfully my kids are back in school at least the older two and so I have like set hours okay from this time to this time I'm working and then when the kids get home it's, I'm not always perfect, but I try to put that computer away. I try to put my phone away, give them some really good attention. And then if I have to knock something out and have another late night when they go to bed, then I keep working. But I try to be present when they're around, um, you know, and have fun with them because they're only this young ones. And we do this so we can spend time with them. Yes. Oh, so glad you said that. <laughs> oh, I think it's I just so easy to get sucked into instead of really being mindful on like what matters and why you are trying to do what you are doing. Absolutely. It's not to work 20 hours a day. Absolutely. If we wanted to be, you know, away from our kids all the time, we would be, I'd be back in the hospital. <laughs> yes. But I want to be exactly. with my family, you know? And so I need to, when I'm here, I, I need to be with them. 
Oh, so important. Okay, I know I've taken up way longer than I wanted to of your time, and I appreciate you so much. You're just amazing. So I want you to kind of recap. Where can people find your courses? Where can we find you? All the good stuff. Sure. So probably the best place and where I'm most present is my Instagram at arcilia.newman. It's A-R-C-I-L-I-A dot N-E-W-M-A-N or themodernmom.co.co. And that's my website. You can find all of my freebies, my courses, my blog is on there. Um, And yeah, and then on there you have links to like our Facebook community, Um, whether or not you've purchased the course. I do have Facebook community, The Modern Mom Boss where I've got tons of mamas that come together and, you know, promote and support one another. And I do some um, free trainings on there as well. So. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad that we got to chat today. And thank you so much again for your time. Thank you, babe. Yes. And Miss Olivia slept through the whole thing. I know. I'm, I'm surprised. (laughs) I feel like when you're, when you're, when you're doing this, I feel like something always goes wrong. Right. So, or yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. It makes it fun though. (laughs) All righty. Well, thanks for having me. All right. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. All right. Bye girl. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you got a ton out of this. There was so much knowledge and so many tips and tricks that were dropped. Feel free to go back and listen to certain parts. Facebook groups are also always open if you want to join on Arcelia's to just get more connected with the women and you think that that would fit you well. I'm also always open to emails if you guys have anything that stuck out and you have questions about please hit the subscribe button and share with anyone that you think would love this or benefit from it because sharing is caring. I love you guys so much. And until next time.